folks, welcome back in episode 6 of Ram's Edge. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. And as always, this is on the Call-In app, exclusively on Call-In. I appreciate you guys joining. Uh, be sure to share this link around. Um, we are going to be having a Q&A style Rams uh, talk, Rams schedule talk, whatever. Um, but this is pretty much your show. So I'm hoping to get some... If you don't want to call in, you definitely don't have to. But, um, you know, you can uh, just check. You know, there's a... Uh, you should be able to find... There's a comment section below. I don't see the, the same screen you're looking at. But the call-in button's on the bottom. <clears throat> the... Uh, Next to the speakers, if you go over, there's a tab to your right. You'll see that is the, uh, there's bubbles and whatnot, and that's going to be your comment section. I will be reading comments as well as taking calls, and we do have a caller, my man, Logan. I'll be taking him right now. Logan, welcome back to Ramzed. How's it going, Jay? It's going pretty well. Can't complain. You know, uh, we get the, the schedule released tomorrow, so that'll be interesting. And anytime I get a chance to talk ball, uh, it's always a, a fun time. So appreciate you joining, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you letting me on. Um, I do have Absolutely. kind of a question to start off here. Yeah. Do you, depending on how the schedule comes out tomorrow, do you think there's a chance that we go on that skit again, kind of like we what we did in November? Um. I, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking this, actually. Um, I, I don't know if you had seen, but the Rams are now slated to play the Packers on Week Monday Night Football. 10 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, Monday Night Football. And then right after that, they're going to be playing on Christmas against the Broncos on a short week. So depending on how that goes, I think last year's November could be this year's December. I think that's entirely possible. Um just because what I don't think, and I do think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl again. Like, I really do believe this is the best team, and they will play the Bills, and the Bills are the best team in the AFC. But I, they're not going to win every game. You know, it, it's just not, they're not going to go 17-0. Um, so I think when, when taking that into account, you always have to, to keep that in mind. But then you have to look, and you're like, okay, realistically speaking, the Rams have the hardest schedule in the league, and I don't even think it's close. They can go up not only against, you know, we could say we wheel up the NFC West, but they haven't shown any signs of slowing down as far as consistency. They put three teams in the playoffs last year. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be as good. I think there's only two teams in the playoffs, but still going to be annoying having to play Cardinals twice, Seattle twice, San Francisco twice. So you have those. Then you're playing, you know, as weak as the NFC is, and we want to talk about how weak the NFC is. Now you're playing all of the tough teams in the NFC. So the weak argument is out the window because you're playing all the tough teams on the road. And then the AFC, I think you're only playing all of the best AFC teams except for maybe the Bengals and Ravens. So it is not a, uh, a schedule that is, is too caring towards the Rams' needs. I can tell you that much. Well, also, um, do you, I know, I'm assuming you saw the alleged. Uh, opener against Buffalo. Uh yeah, that I've been saying for months that would be the case, and I guess now there's people that are walking it back. I still think it'll be the case, though. Okay, so another question, starting things off. If you, on paper, with both teams being <clears throat> their first week against each other, like a potential Super Bowl preview, I guess, 
Do you think the Rams could go out on top if it's week one? Or if it's later in the year, do you think the Rams would still be able to win? I mean, <clears throat> I think the Rams at home, um, you know, assuming they play Buffalo week one, at home, you know, you're getting the rings and all that because you have the ring ceremony. I can't see them losing that game. I just can't. Um, later on the year, I definitely think that bodes well for Buffalo. Um, because, you know, this is a team that, like, right now the Rams, they're, like, kind of the hot shots coming into the season. And I think, you know, maybe Buffalo, yeah, you know, they, they come out strong to start the season. But I think they're going to be really well oiled at the end of the year. So if it is, you know, like if the Rams play Buffalo in December, that's also the Broncos and the Packers. I mean, they could lose all three of those games. I'm not saying they will, but like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, one final thing before I'm going to let someone else kind of uh, chime in. Uh, is this Dallas's year? Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Is it there for uh, the first time in 25 years? Yeah, no, it, it's not. Um, you know, the, the confusing thing for me is why we continue to act like they're America's team and talk about the popularity, when in reality, there's a team that's just as popular, just as successful uh, as far as championships, just as storied, and they've done more consistency wise. They've done more recently and they have arguably the best organization. That's Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, to this day, I don't know why the Cowboys are talked about the way they are. The Steelers are basically just a astronomically better version of the Cowboys from an organizational standpoint. Well, also the, both teams are extremely unlikable. I mean, Juju with his whole thing, um, uh, ben Roethlisberger with his whole situation, you know, Antonio Brown. People just don't like the personas on the field. They yeah. rather root for a guy like Dak Prescott instead of Ben Roethlisberger, you know? But yeah. also, also well, the Rams are that, playing the Cowboys this year, too. So yeah, we'll beat them by 40, you know? You know how it is. <laughs> Although the last time that we made the Super Bowl and then had to play Dallas, it didn't end up well for us. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, like, if you want to use that argument from the 90s and stuff like that, why isn't Nebraska America's team, like, from the Heartland, won three championships in the 90s, could have won four, could have won five, really, could have went, could have won five straight if they played their cards right. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think kind of looking at this uh, this schedule – I would assume that the Rams stick to, or not the Rams, but the you know the schedule committee they stick to their usual model. The Rams are coming away with five uh, primetime games, but I'm curious to see if they stick to that or if they give them six. You know, how many did the Buccaneers have last year? Um, I feel like well, they had a all the, low like amount. the top teams get like five. So, yeah, yeah, the Buccaneers, the Rams, not including flex scheduling, but um. Yeah, like all the top teams, like the Ravens were going to get, you know, they were going to get five. They ended up having a bad year. With uh, Monday Night Football and then a Sunday Night Football, and the Bills are doing the same thing potentially. Yeah. um, 
I, I'm very curious. So all we know right now is that the Rams are playing Monday night against uh, Green Bay. And I, I guess, you know, the Christmas game against uh, the Cowboys. but it, Or not the Cowboys, the Broncos. But there's still so much left, you know? Like, if you really think about it, um, you know, if Buffalo is the, the primetime game, you still have two maybe even three more primetime games for the Rams. So, Who do you think those primetime opponents would be? I, <sighs> hard to say. I mean, I kind of lean towards teams like the Chiefs that have, you know, obviously given, you know, worthy matchups before. Um, assuming the Bills, Packers, and, and Broncos are, you know, it as far as what we know. I'd say the Chiefs, the Raiders are interesting. I'll tell you right now, the Rams are not going to get a primetime slot against the 49ers at SoFi. It will be at uh, San Francisco. I can tell you that right now. They will not do that with the whole fan base thing. Um, so maybe San Francisco. Can't see Seattle. I, I just can't. They're not big enough, really. Maybe a Thursday night football game. I, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of lean towards the Chiefs, the Raiders, I think the Niners, you can pretty much put in ink that they'll get a, a primetime game against the Niners NFC Championship game rematch. Um, Do you think that they put a Car- Cardinals, Niners, and then uh, Tampa all in primetime games from matches from the playoffs last year? Uh, I don't really see Arizona. I think it would be the 49ers, maybe the Bucks. Although, keep in mind, the Bucks that's probably going to be a Fox game. They're probably going to want to preserve that. Do you think they're going to? Do you think Tom Brady's pretty much only going to play primetime Fox games now that he's done that deal? Do you think he's going to find a way? Or no? Only play primetime games. Only play primetime games on Fox. Like, obviously, I'm pretty sure they have a Sunday Night Football game lined up for Tampa because you know. But do you think that he's going to like? I, this is just wild speculation. Do you think he's just going to play better when Fox is? Stream the game or something like that. Um, no, but that—that's actually I didn't even think about that because the exclusivity yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I don't think they have that much control because I mean the Buccaneers. I mean they're one of the biggest franchises you know in the league right now. If you know considering, so I, I don't think that anybody could get away with that. But that's definitely interesting. I because I did not even think about that to be honest with you. Um. Just a, a quick break here in the uh, the action. For those of you that are listening uh, to Logan and I, um, you know, chop it up here. If you want to be like Logan, uh, you can definitely call in. Um, there's a call-in button somewhere on your screen. I don't know exactly where it is, um, but you can call right into the show. Or if you're having trouble calling in, you can drop a comment, uh, you know, in the messages tab. Uh, just hit over, you know, the messages you know, I'll be able to see that while, you know, going about my show and I'll be able to answer any questions that you may or may not have. And furthermore, if you can't call in for whatever reason or having a hard time locating it, if you drop it in the messages that you want to be on the show, uh, I can just add you to the show. So um, let me know, you know, if anybody does want to be a part of the show and ask questions, this is your Q&A. Uh, then go ahead. We are talking about the Rams schedule. And now, Logan, I'm going to ask you, um, you know, even though it is a and I'm going to ask you a question. If you could pick one team 
guaranteed, besides the teams that have already been, you know, confirmed, one team guaranteed in a time slot guaranteed, what would be your dream, uh, you know, primetime Rams uh, matchup? Oh, that's tough. Um, I would love to see us play Arizona. I'm not Arizona, Kansas City in Thursday night football. That would just be awesome. You know, if the same outcome, that would just be symbolic and poetic all at the same time. Um, but realistically, probably Arizona in a Sunday night football game. That's so fine. I think that would be really, really fun. Uh, probably early in the season, kind of like last year. Uh, I There's just something about Arizona games that I like. I think Arizona is always fun to play every year. So probably something like that. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I'd probably go with, since we already know Packers, Broncos, I'm yeah, assuming Buffalo. I mean, I'd probably go Buffalo, but since we kind of, I mean, you and I are in the same camp, right? Thinking that the Rams are going to play yeah. Buffalo week one. I just don't know who else they would play. I mean, you could potentially put the Niners, but that would be those. They don't do division rivalry games to start off the season often, if at all. Like, I just you, don't think that they would do that because think about how bad of a look that would be. Like Rams, like the Rams organization would would have a fit because you know you look at the way like the Forty ers fans make it like a fifty fifty affair, and we're talking like this is like getting your championship ring night, you know, it would, be, it would just be a bad look. So I at think the that they'll time, avoid the Niners. At the same time, though, like Buffalo, they're known for traveling in numbers. So, I mean, it could be cool to play Arizona. Um, I don't think they will. It'd be kind of cool because, you know, it's like showing off in front of your division rival. This is what you could have had. You beat them on the way there. You beat them by like thirty plus, and they beat them by thirty plus again on opening night. You know, I think that could be cool. Um, it would be really cool to play the Chiefs week one, but I don't think they will. I don't think it's possible for them to. No, because week one, since they're the Super Bowl champions, they're a hundred percent hosting week one. Oh wait, yeah, I forgot. I'm. It's been it's been a rough day today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it, worries. Oh, the Chargers, what, is that considered an away game for us? Or It is. So, yeah, because you can't – you wouldn't be able to get away with the Super Bowl champions playing at SoFi with that Chargers logo at midfield. Yeah. Raiders could be cool. Uh, I don't think they will. It would be kind of cool. Yeah, the, the Raiders would be interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, the thing is, it, my issue with, like, Dallas and, like, the Raiders – they opened up the season in, I believe it was 2020 with Dallas. And 2018, yeah. they opened it up with the Raiders. So, I don't know. I just, yeah. I'd like to see something new, well, and I think Buffalo gives you that, you know? Yeah. The whole reason we played Dallas week one in 2020 was because Jerry pushed for SoFi to begin with. Like, it was kind of just like, I, I have to assume it was somewhere in the agreement, hey, if you we'll build this stadium here, we'll let you build the stadium, but we got to play you guys that first game. Yes, well, that just makes sense. Like, I I think it would be cool to play the Raiders because we technically haven't played the Raiders in L.A. in quite some time, and it's like the old L.A. team versus the new L.A. team. You know, I think that could be kind of interesting. Um, 
Uh, otherwise, I really don't see much. Do we play the Saints at home this year? Or is that an away game? That's an away game. Why are all the good games away games? <laughs> all the Dude, good... I'll be honest with you. Like, Just looking at the Rams' schedule in 2022, I, I mean, it is uh, it's a doozy. I mean, you think about it. Denver's at home. I, honestly, Denver, if it's not Buffalo, it should have probably been Denver to be Denver the order. So but, cool. but yeah, at Kansas City, at Chargers, you know, at uh, New Orleans, at Tampa, at Green Bay. I mean, it, it's kind of brutal, honestly. The home games, not including the NFC West, because of course you get yeah. one for every of those teams, but home game against the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Carolina, Atlanta, um, Buffalo, and Dallas. But, like, Carolina, they're not opening up. Like, you're not opening up the season with Rams-Panthers. You're not opening up the season with Rams-Falcons. Yeah. And if they don't typically do division, then it literally just leaves you with the Bills or the Cowboys. And you already did the Cowboys in, you know, 2020. So that would be stupid. Yeah. I do have one question, though, because I don't know why I can't figure this out. Why are we not playing Green Bay at home this year? Like, we played them away last year, then home two years before, 18. You know, the playoff game, I don't really think that matters in it. So why are we still not playing Green Bay at home at SoFi? There's a reason for this. So, and I'll explain this to the best of my ability. Okay. So, when the Rams last played Green Bay, I actually went to the game. Fun fact, 2018. Yeah. It was the, the, that same week, or I think it was right after the game, they traded for Dante Fowler Jr. Um, so, fun fact for you. So, okay, so they played the Packers in 2018, right? Yeah. And then the next time around, when they played the Packers, they played them in the, uh, it, it's the first, like, so you play a team based on your wins and your losses. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, so, I, I know all, but, like, the general part, because usually it alternates every every other time that they play. Like, um, last time we played New Orleans in 2018, that was a home game for us, which makes it a away game for this year. Like, I understand that part. I just don't know understand why we haven't played Green Bay at home yet when this is, like, the third time that we've played them. Well, that's the thing. I think the Rams, and I'll have to confirm right now, but I think the Rams played the Packers in 2018 based on a – it might have been a standings thing. Let me see. They, no, because oh, we can't. played the entire NFC North that year because that was Lions, the Vikings, Cooper Cup, or Jared Goff game, and then Bears when they beat us. So – Okay, so then in 2017, the Packers were third. So, yes, 2018 would have been the year that they just played everybody in the division. So, because of that, you have to look at it as two different rotations here. Because the Rams' 2018 schedule had the Packers hosting them at home, right? Then, 2019, the Rams, where did they finish? They finish first, just like 2000. And, well, hold on a sec. No, that's not. Didn't good. we finish third that year? 2019? Yeah, I get all, I'm getting all confused with the 2019. Yeah. yeah, so then they finished third 
in 2019 to 20. So, because they finished third, the Packers finished first. They didn't play the Packers in that rotation. Okay. So it was basically just the standings rotation. There's two rotations, essentially. So the standings rotation, like the Rams also didn't play the Packers in 2020 because, yeah, they they didn't play them in 2020 because they didn't have the same schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. So then the Rams would play the Packers now that they have the same, you know, they're both first place. Yeah. And the last time the Rams played the Packers when they were in first, I mean, we have to go way back, I'm pretty sure, because it's been a minute. I bet. So So that's that's the point. We just got unlucky when it came to the way things fell against standings. Wow. I mean, that's, like, ridiculous if you really think about it. Because, I mean, I'm going to look at their history now. The Rams, okay, so, you know, we know the whole, they played in Green Bay this past year. Yeah. They lost 36-28. That was part of the first, no, no, not, that was part of playing Green Bay this year, I believe. Because they did not win the division last year. Yeah, yeah, we didn't win the division last year. So last year was the NFC North rotation because we played uh, yes. Lions, Packers, and Vikings. That was that was the rotation last year. So this year is the standings. So the next time that we play the Packers when it's standings, it will be home for us. Yeah, the last time the Rams played the Packers based on like the standings – when it was in, I mean, it was definitely St. Louis. Yeah, it, there's no way it wasn't. Um, 2003, maybe? Wow. What? Maybe. That seems a little ridiculous. But That's insane. That could have been it, yeah. That's insane. What, what was the standing now? Was it second? First? Yeah, it's hard I to tell. I, I would think it would be the... second, maybe. Four, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. This takes a lot more work than I wow. ever could have imagined. Yeah, it's uh, jeez, it's funny though. That's wow. yeah. So that that's it. it. It's basically they're separate rotations, and the Rams have just been incredibly unlucky. Because if you think about it, you if you don't match up with another team. So if you don't, if you're not both first place, or you're not both in second, or you're not both in third, or you're not both in fourth, then you're not playing this team for you know maybe you know every four years. Yeah, with the actual divisional rotation when you play everybody in the division. So because of this, the Rams essentially they you know go back and forth with every four years or whatever when they play, but then if they don't have the same you know, slot in the division as the Packers, I mean, it never turns over. Wow. So, yeah, so that, I mean, this is finally, because even when the the Rams were one, the Packers were two. 
you know, like they just they finally matched up this year. Which is what good. Are we gonna have, we have get to wait another twenty years for this next match standings matchup between us two. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. And I mean who knows if the Vikings that's that's another thing, you know, if the Vikings end up, you know, winning this or whatever, um, winning the division, the Rams coming first, like next year that you know, they don't end up playing the Packers. I, I don't think the Vikings will win the division if I'm just being frankly honest. Like that entire division got weaker, but like I don't know, man. I think, that, I think the Lions have right a better there. chance of winning the division over the Vikings. Because the Vikings are in a state of limbo. They're not fully rebuilding, but at the same time, they're also not, like, tanking. Um, And the Bears, the Bears. Packers, I mean, they lost Devontae. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely hear you there. I think think the Vikings are being slept on for sure. Like, I I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Are you just saying that because you're a big Kevin O'Connell fan, or are you just legit saying that? No, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what they've been doing, and I think, you know, I think a lot of it falls in the fact I just didn't really like Mike Zimmer. I felt like he was overrated, and I felt like he held them back, to be quite honest with you. So, Well, he was the main reason that they were relevant, was, uh, was carrying them. I mean, Adrian Peterson helped, but Adrian Peterson can only take you so far, especially prime Adrian Peterson. If you have an okay enough coach to coach you to a 13-3 and season like they did in 2017, if you have a miracle play or something like that, they're going to look to the coach and say, hey, that coach right there is a good coach. And, yeah, you know, I just think he had a lot of talent and just was under an was an underachiever for the most part. I mean, there, there were a lot of years where, like, the Rams made the playoffs and, you know, the Vikings didn't when you're like, wow, the Vikings were just as good, if not better. And, you, you know, it's just they kind of were on the same wavelength and then the Rams just took over. And I think a lot of that comes down to coaching because they, they've had the talent for sure, I, I think. But, yeah, every single team has all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of the coaching. Like, you know, uh, shoot, who am I thinking of? Uh, I mean, you can look at the Broncos, I guess. if They had Hackett probably a year earlier to maybe maximize Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. They might be at 500, and they might get some more in return for Drew Locke to then get Russell Wilson. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say this. I think when you, know, when you look at it, there are a lot of these teams that will sneak up on you. And, I mean, I would not be surprised if, like, the Commanders were one of them this year either. Like, I wouldn't be surprised the Giants, the Eagles. I think there are a lot of teams out there where it's easy to just kind of pass judgment on them because it's like, oh, they're not like the Rams. They're not the Packers. They're not the Bucks. Um, even the Saints, I, I think, are automatically kind of pushed to the top, you know, when you look at the defense. But, um, you know, I think there are teams like that. And I think especially in the AFC – because you have that, you know, rock solid division that everyone's just assuming all four teams will make the playoffs with. And I'm not saying it's impossible; it's actually possible, believe it or not. But you know, there are other teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I don't think they have really any holes. And then, I'm, yeah, I really, really Ravens, like Pittsburgh. You know, and the North and the West look really, really good. I mean, the East could be 
lethal in probably three years, depending on how the Jets draft picks turn out, depending on how Tua progresses. The NFC South is going to become the NFC East at some point in time. Like, there's the only I think the it Colts kind of already has. Yeah, the Colts yeah. will solidify that top spot probably this year, um, and they should be fine. But yeah, yeah. I- I think I mean the like the Patriots I think are the the biggest question mark because they just made the playoffs they had a horrible exit you know do they come back from that like what's the deal you know and especially because they lost Mike Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels their offensive coordinator so exactly and now I wanted to get your thoughts because um, you know I, I don't think they're gonna do anything but. I did want to get your thoughts on the Rams with James Bradbury because I think you know where I'm going with this. I just feel like they should steer clear of adding any more bodies to that room and just focus on what they have. But I'm curious what you think. I think the only person that we should even go after signing right now is Odell. I think we're the only team that legit wants him. I saw somewhere that Jarvis Landry is probably going to go to the Ravens. Granted, that was... NFL rums, so it's probably not true. Definitely but, not true. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it because that just means it's really just us for Odell. Because all the teams that really needed a wide receiver found a way to get a wide receiver. You know, if the Cardinals went after um, uh, Marquise Brown, that looks like Debo staying with the Niners. Um, Odell wouldn't want to go to the Falcons, even though they need a wide receiver, or the Bears. <laughs> he, he wants to go to a contending team. The Packers uh, drafting Christian Watson pretty much eliminated Odell, in my opinion. Um, uh, what other teams need a wide receiver? And Romeo Dubs. They did. What? Nice job. Oh. They also got Romeo Dubs as well. Oh, the Packers? Yeah. They also got Samori Ture, who I would have loved for the Rams to draft because I will forever say that he is a Kroger version of Debo Samuel. He is... Running back, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. He'll he'll do whatever he needs to do. He's he's got a lot of great. I don't be shocked if he makes the final fifty three. Um, there's really no. I mean, maybe the Colts could go after Odell. Maybe the Titans. Colts have a lot of cap space, so I could kind of see it. But I don't. I really only think the team that wants Odell is the Rams, especially with his knee. Like we did his knee operation surgery. Um, knowing let's. Well, from what I know about Les Snead, he'll probably make it open because he's a player-first guy, it seems like. So he'll let teams know if Odell's knee is okay or not. Um, I would, I would, At least I would hope so. Um, you know, I think we stay clear of free agency until we sign Odell, and then we focus on those mid-level role-player guys that we can, like, fill in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I think you definitely got to pay Odell. You got to find a way to bring him back. And what would you bring? That, what what contract would you give Odell? Uh, I'd say two year, heavy incentive based, upwards seventeen to eighteen million. We have like five point four mil in cap space right now. So if we go after Odell, that's probably going to be it. Like I don't think we'll trade anyone. No, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to do anything. If they do anything, it will be for Robert Quinn. I think halfway through the year, and I think they would 
offer more value in the pick department, so Chicago would eat more salary. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we have a first round pick now, so um, it's a record Second that it's even. Don't we also have a first? Uh, nope. First is 2014, so we're a year away. We can't trade that pick yet. You can. You absolutely can. But yeah, I mean, you Please. wouldn't trade it for Robert Quinn. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking hypothetically here. Like this is the longest I've had a first round pick on my head in probably five years. So uh, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, I mean, I would trade it to be honest yeah. with you. I like the direction they're going. You know. Do you think that we try and make an upgrade at safety halfway through the year? Because what it really seemed like the 2018 and 2021 when we went Dante Fowler and um, Vaughn Miller was we just upgraded a position, the worst position that we had, which at the time was defensive end. Um, so do you think that's what we'll go after safety, especially with pretty much everyone being on a contract year? You know, I don't think so. I think that they were interested in the idea of getting a Tyron Matthew if they could, but they weren't also going to go out of their way and make that the end-all, be-all because they really do like their safety. When you look, I mean, you have Jordan Fuller. You know, you, you have a 2020 sixth-round pick in Jordan Fuller, third-round pick from 2020 in Terrell Burgess. Um, yeah, you do have guys on their contract years in uh, Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott. I think Scott will be back on a cheaper deal. I would uh, love to Rapp. Uh, I love Scott. Yeah, I really like Scott too. And then on top of it, Quentin Lake. And I don't think they have enough room to keep Rusty East. So, you know, Quentin Lake, don't be surprised if he ends up having, you know, a, a significant role on the defense maybe next year or somewhat. Uh, here's, a, here's a fun fact, actually. Uh, one of my friends – her uncle plays for K State and like knows Russ East, which when <laughs> she told me that, that was like super cool. I'm like, hey, let me talk to him. Dude's got two bachelors, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's very smart. Yeah, I think I think that alone will pro- he'll probably find a way either to the practice squad or like probably 52 or 53. I think. You know, we've had a few players that people have always questioned why they're on the 53, like Troy Reader. Um, I think, especially because of how thin... Well, we have a... I would say our safety depth is pretty good. It's just kind of mediocre or average at best most of the time. Um, I think uh, Quint Lake and Russ Yeast will probably find a way to make the roster. Because there's bound to be a safety or two that just underperforms in training camp and gets traded or something like that, you know? Yeah, I, I could see Rap getting traded. I, I could also see them trying to make Rap work in his contract year. Rap to me, seems like the Gerald Everett, where, like, I don't know what you're doing, Rams, because the year Gerald Everett was a free agent, I kept saying he's not going to be brought back. It's why they're going to draft Bryson Hopkins. They draft Bryson Hopkins, and it doesn't end up you know, going the way that they wanted to. But I mean, he kind of did. He helped us win a Super Bowl. So no, I mean in that, that <laughs> no that season. Oh, specifically, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, he doesn't have a significant impact that season. You know, no big deal. But like Gerald Everett, they leaned on, and it was just really odd because you knew he didn't have a future with the team, and so 
it, it just it, it felt like wasted reps where like you could have given those to Hopkins, you could have given those to Blanton. And I feel like and I hate saying it, but I feel like that's rap. I feel like rap is a guy who, you know, is kind of a similar pick. A little bit of a reach, I thought, when they picked him, just like Everett. And you know, I like him, just like I like Everett, but is it not just, like, wasting reps if you don't have any use for him long-term? Like, if he's just going to be there for this year, then, I mean, wouldn't you just trade him at that point? Because how much more is Taylor Rapp offering than, you know, Terrell Burgess? Because I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think it's that much more is what I will say. Well, with here's the they probably are holding on to Taylor Rep because he's such a phenomenal athlete. He just has no spot on the field. So teams were probably interested. They probably want a six. Teams probably want to give up a late seventh for it for him, which, you know, I think it could be whatever happens. Um honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a good chunk of that twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen draft class just gets traded like Daryl Henderson, if he doesn't perform well in camp, he might get traded. Uh, Bobby Evans. Was Bobby Evans a part of that draft class? See the, uh, the 2019 one? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. thinking about the 2019 draft class wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> no. I mean, people like Hendo just because he's kind of likable, but at the same time, he's he's a role player at best, and he can be really, really bad at his lows. Um I actually but, really like Hendo. Um, I, I would probably like Hendo. Say he just—he's he's probably he's the best player from that draft. Yeah, and that's not saying much either. Actually, wait, no. Nick Scott was Nick Scott. I think Nick Scott is a little bit better than Daryl Henderson, just because Nick Scott has grown into a player that we can like trust on. Like I trust Nick Scott over Taylor Rapp in the secondary, just because I at least oh, know I Nick Scott too. is going to go out and make that tackle. That Taylor Rapp just can't. Well, was Traven Howard in that class, or was he? I think so. He I was think. later, actually. Or, yeah, I think he was a seventh round pick. I could be wrong. No, he was in the. Uh, he's in the twenty uh, twenty eighteen. He was twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, because we put the restricted free agent tender on him. Yeah, I. You know. The Rams 2019 class, I mean, it's got some good ones. You know, it's, I actually, I, I'll say this. Greg Gaines. Oh, uh, man. I, how could we forget about Greg Gaines? You know, David Long, he kind of came into his own at the end of last year. We'll see where he goes from there. David Edwards is a legit starter. So you have Edwards in the fifth round. You have Gaines in the fourth. You have Scott in the seventh. Dakota Allen never played it down for the Rams in regular season. Uh, Bobby Evans has really just been a total bust. Third round tackle that has done nothing. Um, you know, Daryl Henderson, I think his, I mean, he's a big reason why they won the Super Bowl. He's been, I think, very good, actually. He just really, his issue is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But I mean, you know, he's had a good body of work and he has done well with it. And then Taylor Rapp, I think, has been pretty solid, but he was just a reach in the second round. So, yeah, I guess. You know, looking at the draft class, we might be a little too hard on it. Like, it's a solid draft class. I think it's just not as good as you would expect for them being able to have a second rounder. Yeah, and, you know, especially, like, the rest of the division, the Colonels had a really, I would say, a pretty good draft class. 
with that one because that was the Kyler Murray one. Uh, they had Byron Murphy out of that, which was those top two picks were really good for them. You know, Niners for a second, I both. thought you were talking about this year's Cardinals. I was like, oh, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. That draft um, was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners got Nick Bosa. I don't know off the top of my head who else they got. Um, I think Mike McGlitchie, maybe. Um, Seattle always fumbles the bag with their draft class, but I think they had DK. They had DK Metcalf, Met, DK Metcalf in that draft class too. So the entire division did really well in the 2019 draft class, except us, which I find very ironic. Uh, but we you know we bounced back well in 2020. Um, I think 2021 Ernest Jones is going to be a stud. Um, because he's going to learn from Bobby Wagner. That's also the thing why I think uh, Taylor Rapps gets traded, because everybody wanted him to put on pounds to become a linebacker, but now we have no need for another linebacker. So he he's a phenomenal athlete. He's just going to get – he's just going to be the odd man out, which, you know, sucks, but it's how it is sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think – you know, Rap is either going to make the roster or he's going to get traded. I don't see him getting cut. Um, but does he have a long-term plan? I, I just don't think he's a long-term guy. Like, I think they will part ways with him and look at him as a compensatory pick, you know. Yeah. One thing, um, I was watching the NFL. They released the draft call thing, you know, when players get the call, which, you know, super cool. Um, but uh, when the Chiefs drafted uh, Trent McDuffie, their defensive coordinator, which I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. I don't know why I'm forgetting it. Um, he said that he that like Washington is a well-respected defensive back school, which, I mean, kind of like with the Rams and drafting Wisconsin O-linemen, kind of works. Might be a reason why we reached for him, I guess. Um, otherwise, like, yeah, he is... He hasn't really been there. He was raw talent, and he's kind of just stayed where he was at. He plateaued. Yeah, I think he showed you some some signs where, okay, you know, I could see Taylor Rapp taking the next step. But, you know, it's been a little disappointing. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Um, you know, getting a second-round talent, you're expecting him to be a guaranteed starter. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think... At the end of the day, if you get a guy in the second round, he should be not just like, oh, yeah, he can start. More like he's a guaranteed starter and a potential pro bowler. And and probably, honestly, a pro bowler. I want a second round pick to be really, really good. And I feel like Raps played like a third round, fourth round guy that has become a starter. But, you know, it's kind of like, well how good is this guy and how much does he contribute to the team? I think he's a good player. Uh, I do like him. I do feel like he is a guy that is a hundred percent a punchy bag for the fan base. Um, you know, but I do think at the end of the day, he isn't worth the draft selection. They gave up for him and they were cool picking him at 31 overall. Don't forget about that either. That was a 34th overall pick. Why did I think it was like 40 something? Jeez. No, no, it, they they were keen on picking him at thirty one overall. They ended up uh, getting oh. him at sixty one. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Like, why did I think he was late second round? Because he was. <laughs> um, yeah, Henderson was uh, eight, nine, nine picks later, actually, early third. They traded 
picks to go up and get him. Well, I mean, hopefully that doesn't represent what Kyron Williams' career becomes. Because, you know, we didn't we trade up nine picks to get Kyron? Or was it 11? I think it was 11. Somewhere around there, you know. Um, So, you know, hopefully, I like Kyron Williams a lot. I like. I like a good chunk of these guys from our draft class. I think Deer and Kendricks could be really, really good if he grows. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know why he fell in the first place. Um, I think it's cool that he was a wide receiver at first, and then he got switched to corner, which Trayvon Diggs vibes, I guess. I mean, it would be really nice to get Trayvon Diggs in the sixth or seventh round or whatever it was. But Yeah, he's not quite <laughs> the athlete, but... <laughs> I I hear you there. Uh, yeah, I I really do like this class. I like it a lot more than I like the 2019 class when it happened. Um, I really came away liking the 2020 class for the most part. Yeah, and I think there's one miss, one big miss, and that's Sam Sloman, which that guy is the most hated man on Rams Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... You know, here's the thing. If, like, you know, Daniel Hardy ends up being, like, a superstar or, like, really just even, like, a good starter, it's going to make the Sam Sloman pick even worse because those are the type of guys that you're finding in the seventh round and you waste the seventh round pick to get a kicker. Or you know? or even Chris Garrett. I mean, the man had, like, 26 and a half sacks in 11 games. He's got all the raw talent there. He just needs to... Be coached well enough to get that outside technique. I bet the Rams didn't think that when they they drafted Clay Johnston in uh, yeah, the draft that, that he would end up playing in a Super Bowl against them. Wait, he was on the Bengals. Yeah, he was. No shot. <laughs> yeah he he made uh he made that huge tackle against the Raiders. That was him. I thought that was. Why did I think it was Logan Wilson? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it, it was him. Wow, that that's uh, that's insane. Good, good for Clay. Good for Clay. I'm, I like, I love that guy coming from Hard Knocks. I think everybody did. Good for Clay. You know, um, I knew he that, wasn't going to make the team, sadly, but I did like him. You know, I'm. I'm happy for him that he got a chance to play against a team that kind of, I guess, metaphorically gave up on him because they let him go. And he almost he almost did it. You know, good for him. Uh, whatever happened to his dad with the Panthers? He's still there. I think, you know, obviously he just it didn't work out. But Okay, what are, real quick, what are your thoughts on Tyler Vrabel signing with the Falcons as an undrafted free agent? Uh, I don't know much about him. I just know that he's uh, Mike Vrabel's kid. Yeah, and, why would you would you personally sign with your dad when you know the team has a little bit of a need at tackle ever since Jack Conklin left? Um, you know, it's I. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I because it's not a guarantee that he even got an offer from the Titans. I if. If Mike Vrabel didn't give his own kid an offer, that would be, like, the ultimate... It could be the ultimate power move of saying, don't make your own. 
Sure. Yeah, which I, I mean, it out. if it, it, if like it that works out for him, yeah, if it works out for him, then you know you did great. But if you see each other in the Super Bowl in five years, and he is blocking your number one edge rusher for some reason, and he goes ahead and beats you, then you know, <laughs> so fuck, I guess. Yeah, I think it's uh, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, with the seventh round picks to monitor them because if you look, the Rams haven't had really a ton of success with seventh rounders. I, I think it's really Scott. a big tag because yeah. first year under Sean McVay and Les Snead, Ewan Price didn't really do much. Then you go to 2018, Justin Lawler, Traven Howard. Howard finally came into his own this year, but for the most part, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. And Justin Lawler's kind of eh, you know. And now I don't think he's on, on the team, team anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2019, Dakota Allen didn't even make the team. Nick Scott has been really good. Uh, 2020, Sam Sloman cut. Clay Johnston cut. Tremaine Ankrum hasn't really done anything. 2021, Ben Skoranek. I mean, he's done a lot, honestly. <laughs> They, they've asked so much out of this kid. It's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> Jake Funk, solid special teamer. Chris Garrett, we'll see. And then 2022, you have uh, Russ Yeast, AJR Curie, and uh, Daniel Hardy. So based on the Rams' hit rate on seventh rounders, it's really 50-50. Yeah. What, how does Tremaine Ankrum still have a roster spot? That bap- that's like one of the most un- that's up there with unsolved mysteries. Like, how does that man solve a roster spot? Hey, now Tremaine he- was on DTR. He's a friend of our show. <laughs> no, I, I okay, Tremaine, you're cool. Like, ton of respect for you. I actually really like the pick. I'm like, sweet, we got a Clemson, Clemson offensive lineman in the seventh round. Probably good. Dude hasn't done like anything. <laughs> like. How- Relative to how much he's played, I don't know how he still has a roster spot. Like there are, well, there are to be like, fair, Jamil Demby had a roster spot up until now. <laughs> you know what? I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, hey man, I'm gonna uh, wrap this thing up, but I do want to bring Hunter in here. It's been a uh, fun chat with you, Logan. Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Uh, this was definitely the longest that uh, we've talk like this like 40 or 50 minutes uh i appreciate it man absolutely all right i'll see see you next time sounds good later man yeah all right welcome into the show hunter appreciate you logan for coming on uh not quite the the q a that i was hoping for we didn't get a ton of fan participation but uh hunter has joined the chat uh, you are on mute, just in case you do not know. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up here. I just wanna wanted to get Hunter's uh, question in here, questions in here, if uh, there are any. Still on mute, by the way. Uh, it's on the bottom. You can hit the, the microphone. It should be the slash and just tap it on the bottom and should be right next to end room.
Danny Boy asks, are Rams done signing free agents this offseason? Um, I think so. I mean, there's always a chance they grab another UDFA or they get a, a camp arm uh, to compete with Perkins or Wolford. But I think for the most part, they're done signing free agents. You know, maybe Odell, obviously, if you want to even call him a free agent. I think it's just a re-signing their own guy at that point. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think the roster you see now is pretty much going to be the roster they roll with moving forward, I think. I'm actually pretty certain that's going to be the case. So, well, I mean, we'll see, you know, but that that's kind of, that's the vibe I get. Hunter, you're still on mute, just so you know. But, yeah, I mean, I thought we had a pretty good, you know, discussion. Uh, Logan and I talking about all sorts of stuff, you know, variations of, you know, obviously the schedule talk and draft picks. Always, always fun having them on. Friend of our show. Guys, be sure if you haven't already to hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get these subscribers up on Ram's Edge. Uh, we have, I think, 37 now. Someone unsubscribed, I guess. Um, but yeah, be sure to hit the subscribe if you haven't already. And you can follow me. Just hit the uh, bubble that I'm speaking on. You can follow me over on my page. And anytime I go live, it'll trigger an alert on your phone. So you'll, you won't miss a, a live, you know, a, a live call in show. Um, you know, if, if you do that. So yeah, I mean, we, we kind of covered a little bit of everything in a nutshell. Um, we even got into the mystery of why the Rams always play the Packers on the road. So all of that. Those of you who want to check out a replay of this, it's on the call-in app as well as it is also a podcast. You can go on uh, either, you, you know, Apple Music or whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts, or you can go to Spotify to check out our Rams Edge podcast. Again, episode six, Hunter, I'm going to get going because uh, I see that you're still on mute. Um but hey, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys tuning in on a Wednesday night. As always, be sure to check in Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for your Rams Edge podcast. You can follow me at JK Bogan on Twitter, and you can go check out my YouTube channel, Jake Allen Bogan on YouTube. I am now up to about 600 videos on my channel. So if you do like mainly Rams uh, talk, as well as maybe some MCU stuff thrown in there and others, that is the channel to check out. So this is going to do it for me, though. I appreciate you guys participating, joining. It's been a pleasure, and I will see you guys soon. Take care.